At the end of January 2024, Pope Francis inaugurated a year of prayer so that we can prepare for the Jubilee of 2025. That means that this year is a great opportunity to rediscover the value of prayer and the need for daily prayer. It is also a time for extra individual prayer, which could be anything from just making the sign of the cross to praying the rosary, spontaneous prayer from the heart, or going to Mass. A concrete initiative that the Pope is doing involves what they are calling School of Prayer, in which the Holy Father will participate in various moments of encounter with specific groups of people to pray together using different kinds of prayer. Prayers of thanksgiving and intercession, prayers of contemplation and consolation, and prayers of adoration and petition. This year of prayer will be a time for all of us to strengthen our relationship with God. Archbishop Rino Fisichella of the Dicastery for Evangelization said that it will offer us moments of spiritual rest like an oasis sheltered from daily stress where prayer becomes nourishment for the Christian life of faith, hope, and charity. Indeed, prayer is always good. Prayer is always important. And it's always a good time to spend it in prayer. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this is the Salt and Light Hour. Hello and welcome to an all-new Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro, and sitting here with me is Billy Chan. Welcome, Billy. Thank you. Thank you, Pedro. I'm so happy to see you, yeah, especially I... in this season. You know, the winter, I mean, fun, I, the winter is finally here. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I know where it's almost March and now winter has started. Um, but uh, I know we're going to talk about this later, but you just came back from Fatima. Yes, I just came back from Fatima. I just came back from, from basically Portugal, Lisbon, and I. Uh, it's, it was my first time yeah. to be there. I had a lot of story to share. It's crazily. I'm like, sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when we went for World Youth Day, I yeah. thought that you might be going, but you were not able to go. Uh, you know, I, I I think first of all, I'm over age. I'm too old uh, <laughs> to go. I'm not a youth anymore. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, uh, choosing a low season, you know, is a winter. Oh, that's better. Uh, good, good tips. Tips for traveling on pilgrimage. Yeah, yeah. For for pilgrimage is amazing. You can spend a lot of time with Mary. So it wasn't busy. Uh, it wasn't busy. Oh, it wasn't busy at all. I do not need to line up for any restaurant. Uh, really. The, the, the price for the hotel is very reasonable okay this uh, 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 we are just so happy to be there with peace and calm uh, moments yeah no you're right it makes a huge difference when you go to a shrine and it's not busy um okay so there there that's billy chan's new segment is called advice on going on pilgrimages <laughs> so if you want to go to fatima go in february or end of january that's the time yeah. to go um billy so we're back after our winter break so it's good to be back and uh obviously you're in the show today but damian o'connor from the knights of columbus is also going to be with us and he's going to be telling wow. us about a there's a there's a great resource. I mean, the Knights of Columbus are always putting out great resources. And this one is yes. specific. That's going to be very interesting for people who work for the armed forces. But oh. but it's also, I think, interesting and useful for anyone. So uh, Damien O'Connor is going to be with us in about five minutes to tell us about this 
wonderful resource from the Knights of Columbus. And then um, you're going to be back to tell us, to ask a question. Yes, I will talk about Fatima. And the, the, the only thing that I was surprised okay. in Fatima. Okay, so a question <laughs> about Fatima that surprised Billy, Billy, exactly. Billy, who knows everything about the church, did not know about this one thing. Um, okay, so that's great. So that's Church for Dummies in about 15 minutes. And then in our second half hour, okay, so um, have you heard about this new film that's coming out uh, called Cabrini? No. Okay, so hold on a second. No. So this is a film. I thought you were, I thought you were talking about The Chosen. No, but... no, no, no. Cabrini. <laughs> so Cabrini. So it's from the same studio as the chosen, but Cabrini. Oh, okay. So listen to the listen to the to the film description. So after witnessing disease and poverty in the slums of New York, Italian immigrant Francesca Cabrini embarks on a daring journey to persuade the hostile mayor to provide housing and health care for hundreds of orphaned children. So it just sounds like a story of immigrants and you know Italian immigrants coming to the United States at the turn of the of the 20th century. Now, you know who Francesca Cabrini was? No, I'm sorry. I do okay, not know. No, that's okay. You, you might have heard her Saint. name. Saint, okay. Franz, Saint Francis Cabrini was a very, she's a very famous missionary nun who came to the United States from Italy. She's the founder of the Missionary Sisters of, of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Um, ah. She is the first U.S. citizen to be canonized. Even though she was born in Italy, oh. she came, she emigrated to the United States already as a religious sister, but she became a United, uh, an American citizen. And she is the first U.S. citizen to be canonized. And so, of course, the film is about sexism and anti-Italianism you know, it Italianism <laughs> in New York City. So she is also the first saint of the USA. Technically, yes, even though she wasn't born in the USA. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So there's this new film about this woman who was a very strong woman at a time when the whole world was all about, you know, ruled by men. The mayor was a man. The 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 priests and the bishops are all men. And she, I mean, they went on to found orphanages and hospitals, uh, as far as I know, all over the United States. So um, that film's coming out on March 8th, and we're going to get a chance to speak with uh, one of the producers today. Leo Severino is going to join us in about 25 minutes to tell us about this new film. Cabrini, I've, I've seen the trailer. You look it up, Billy, because the trailer looks it, it's fantastic it looks like it's so well done so and it's a good story so i presume that it's going to be a good film and it's also the day of you know march 8th which is the day of the women march right? 8th there you go so uh that's uh <laughs> i didn't think of that but uh <laughs> so that's coming up uh in our second half hour uh we're going to learn all about the film cabrini and then um at the end of the show i don't need to talk too much about our featured artist today because it's father rob gallia oh um, and i know you know I him. love him i love him okay good good so <laughs> so it's it, we don't usually have father rob on the show he has been on the show a few times but he lives in australia and it's not very easy to try to connect with him but he's uh um this the, these couple of weeks he's actually in north america traveling mm -hmm. so we we grabbed oh. him we grabbed him uh uh, um, earlier in the week, while he was uh, in New York City in Brooklyn, um, to do oh, an, that's good. a little interview, he's got some some new songs, and so we're going to be speaking with Father Rob and uh, catching up and uh, listening to some of his new music. And his music is always, as Billy said, very oh. good music. Yeah, everyone should listen to him. Everyone. 
Okay, good. Billy approves. So that's Father <laughs> Rob Gallia uh, at the end of the program in about 40 minutes. And if you're not going to be able to, to listen to the show because you're driving or, or something in 40 minutes, just go to our website, slmedia.org. And uh, that's where you can listen to the whole show. And you can also subscribe to the Salt and Light Hour podcast on Spotify. Actually, you can try your voice activated device. I've been telling Alexa to play the Salt and Light Hour Catholic podcast, and she does. So I need to try my Siri. Yeah, try well. try Siri and try Google Play. Uh, Google, I mean, they they it, it works. So you can use your yep. voice activated devices to listen to the Salt and Light Hour Catholic podcast. Um, anyway, let's start with the song. Um, uh, for Billy, here is Father Thanks. Rob Father Rob Gallia with a new single called "See the Light." I see the light, feel the light, know it's satisfied. There must be more to it. You and I. We're called to fly through it, moving or not holding back. See the light, feel the light, know it's satisfied. Must be more to it, you and I. Called to fly through it, moving or not holding back. I know there must be more. You're all I'm wanting for. That was Father Rob Gallia with his new single, See the Light, and singing with him was Thomas Byrne. And we're going to be speaking with Father Rob at the end of the program, so I hope that you can stick around for that. And now it's time for Into the Breach with Damien O'Connor, whom we haven't seen for, it feels like you haven't been on the show in like years been a while i've been, been hiding a while. you've been hiding you've been busy you've been busy, been busy busy putting out new resources we're trying our best yeah trying your it's best good to see you though yeah it is it is happy winter happy lent yeah yeah it's all good happy happy oh, oh yeah it's amazing that it's like february we're already in lent um and it, at least here it's like winter just started yeah it's pretty cold here but not yeah. as cold 
I'm sure it's colder there. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's a bit colder where you are, but it's uh. it's today. It's pretty cold. Um. Anyways, you're gonna tell us about a resource. It's not a new resource though, but it's a resource that uh, I I just heard about, and it's uh, a very exciting resource that's useful for people in the armed forces. But I think it's probably useful for everyone. That's correct. Uh, and thank you again for having me. I, it always is a pleasure to to be with you. Uh, we just recently celebrated our 75th anniversary of what's called Catholic Information Service. Okay. And very briefly, it's uh, really a ministry for the Knights of Columbus. And, and it started back in the day to provide information about the Catholic faith, faith formation materials at little or no cost. And so we try to keep the, price, the cost really, really low. Okay. And we recently had that anniversary. But what we also had was the anniversary of a resource called Armed with the Faith. Right. Catholic handbook for military personnel. Uh, and we created a partnership with the Archdiocese of Military Services. Mm -hmm. And that just had its 20th uh, anniversary. And it's it's a pretty cool it's a lot story. of anniversaries. Yeah. yeah. Can I just, yeah, I want to sure. hear the story, but can I just ask you about Catholic? I'm just kind of here, like our listeners are like Catholic information. So like, what is that? So are you putting out, are these like, what kinds of resources, like catechetical resources or? It's catechetical resources. It's formative resources. It's it's all in the Catholic faith, and some are some are more basic, and some are more advanced. And these are available for who? For anybody. So anybody can just look up Catholic Information Service and absolutely like, like shop online. What they can go right to the website. It's kfc.org/shopcis. See, okay, shop CIS at the Knights of Columbus, KFC. Okay, good. And I'm glad you asked that because it's not just for Knights of Columbus. This ministry no. was started for anyone to that wanted to learn more about the faith and sometimes have to defend the faith. And so you need information, pun so intended. It's, and it's, it's I, I guess it's a good place to go for organizations that wanted to have or parishes if they wanted to have you know multiple copies of a resource to make available to the parishioners or to their members. Exactly. It's that and, kind of idea. And they're in multiple languages, English, French, Spanish, Polish, Korean. Oh, um, wow. We, yeah, we hey, try to. Um, and you're, you're old enough to remember when it started because weren't you the director? I, aren't we running out of time? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So lots of resources, kfc.org slash shop CIS Catholic Information Service. And then, okay, so good. So now we can talk about arm with, armed with the faith. That is a resource for people in the military. Military personnel, in particular, it's for those that are deployed uh, because they're dealing with often difficult, dif very difficult circumstances, mm. especially depending on where they are. It could be in war or a torn area. Um, yeah. So we the, the the book was really inspired by a guy named Frank Franklin Woodbury. So this mm -hmm. is back in the early 2000s, right after 9-11 here in the U.S. And um, he said, you know, when I was in the Korean War, I had a prayer book and it really helped me a great deal, you know, to get through the difficult times there. Mm -hmm. And so he had this beat up prayer book that he mailed to then Supreme Knight Carl Anderson. And he said what I just told you that, you know, this was really helpful to me and wouldn't it be great if we created a, a new resource for military that are deployed? Uh, and so he did. He mailed the copy to Carl Anderson. Wow. And uh, and Carl responded, and I, and I quote, absolutely, we can do this and we will do this. <laughs> and so this, this good man that's just trying to help other uh, military personnel out said, 
maybe we could try, maybe we could do this. And so we did. So we created this, this prayer book that uh, is loaded with lots of great information. So mm-hmm. specific prayers that you and I might know, but other prayers as well that are specific to the military. Uh, and, and it also has um, saints that are known as patron saints of the military as well. And so wow. um, it's, we, we found that it's really useful. The military really appreciate that they have access to this. It's also free to them. We don't charge right. any money for it. Um, and practically speaking, we also, there's different editions out there, but the one that goes to the people that are deployed, those are actually waterproof. You know, they I was going to beat up. And, I was going to ask you, so it's yeah. plastic, plasticized. Yep. And, it's and it also, needs to en- endure rugged conditions. Yeah. And, so, and it can get, yeah. Wow. Sure. And um, so, but you yourself or any of the listeners could go to the website we just gave and you know, they could order it as well. Uh, re- a regular paper copy if you want to. Um, but for those that are deployed, we send the one that's more rugged and they, and they appreciate that. Okay. I want the rugged version. Sure. I can get you. How many can you, you like? give me one in okay. English and one in Spanish? Um, so, and is it, is it, I presume it's also a, a small size that fits in your, like in your jacket pocket or somewhere could, like, where does a soldier keep this prayer book? Well, it's, that's up to the soldier, of course, but yeah. yes, it could fit in your pockets. They have a variety of pockets, usually in the uniforms that they wear and the, their bags and luggage and all that stuff that they carry right. with them. Yeah. Um, it, it does fit very easily and it's meant to, it's in, again, rugged waterproof, but also it's no. very practical. So okay. wow. our current, um, if I may, our current, he's called Supreme Master, that his name is Michael McCusker. He now oversees the fourth degree worldwide yeah. for the Knights of Columbus. He has a great story about when he was deployed, I think it was in 2005, 2006 to Afghanistan. Mm. He he depended on that prayer book, Armed with the Faith. And Amazing. so it's interesting how he's now in charge of our fourth degree guys worldwide. Wow. And he speaks very highly of it. And he, he said, I go get my morning chow. I pray the rosary and I'd read through my prayer book. And then I'd read a couple chapters in a gospel and it was kind of his routine, but yeah, it was such a good resource. It helped him get through that time. Yeah. That's wonderful. And I actually have heard since I found out about this resource that it's, it's been useful for even non-Catholics that they really appreciate even non-Christians that they appreciate that there's something tangible that they can use or at least remind them to pray or read through sure as well that's absolutely right yeah okay so armed armed with the faith (laughs) i blanked out there armed with the faith available through catholic information service knights of columbus kfc.org slash shop cis and uh you can order you can order the the paper copy unless you're deployed or unless Damien O'Connor knows you personally and he can send you a rugged <laughs> copy, the, the plasticized one, so you can take it outside in the rain and the mud um, with you. Exactly. Yeah. And no. uh, any of the military already know about it and they can go to um, okay. the Archdiocese of Military Services. Right, they, right. They will also just send it out for free. To and I guess, yeah, I guess if you don't, if you don't know about it and you're hearing about it for the first time, you can go talk to your padre. The chaplain will, will know about it. All the chaplains yeah, and absolutely. not just, not just in the United States. I'm sure chaplains all over. That's correct. And you said that it's available in multiple languages um, as well, right? That's correct. 
Yeah. So anywhere you are, I know that that there was probably a huge new print edition in Ukrainian, correct? That's right. To help support uh, people there. Um, okay, Damien, thank you. This is a very important resource. Um, and for us who are not in the military, I think it's a reminder to to keep them in our prayers. Amen. Yeah, Amen. they yeah. Uh, they do. That's a that's a hard job. Thank you, Damien O'Connor. Thank you for this. It's good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. Damien O'Connor. He's the Vice President Evangelization and Faith Formation for the Knights of Columbus. You can learn more at kofc.org. Hey, I'm Sarah Kroger, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. Salt and Light TV is available on Roku and Amazon Fire. You can go to slmedia.org slash plus to find out how to subscribe. And now it's time for Church for Dummies with Billy Chan, who just got off the plane from Fatima and is terrified. You know, what did, uh, what, did, what did you find out in Fatima? No, the thing is that you know you, you you can hear my exciting voice. The reason is is my first time to visit a place that about um, uh, apparition of Mary. Okay, okay, this is my first time to go. That's why I'm so, I was so excited when I was there. The place uh, it was like a, a peaceful heaven. That's what I find. That's how yes, I find it. Good. It's very peaceful. The only thing. That I I find I have a question about is uh, I don't know if you have been in Fatima, but I I I can just give a little description about that. Uh, there is a huge plaza, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a, obviously there's a, a, the most important uh, uh, signature uh, church or basilica in this basilica of the Rosary of Mary, and just beside it there is another like little the chapel is called Chapel of a Person. So it's the last time that Mary appeared mm-hmm. uh, during the incident. But just beside that little chapel, there's a barbecue place. Uh, I'm sorry to <laughs> explain. A barbecue a, place. Yes. So, you know, and I visited the, the gift shop. Mm-hmm. And almost every gift shop there is something called uh, body part wax. And those body parts are like, they is not only body, it's also like hands, legs, yeah. uh, 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 yes. uh, you know, all the like, like heart, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, even baby. Okay, yes. I can see baby there. I can see uh, uh, like all the organs yes. uh, you can buy. And that barbecue-like place that is actually for us to 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 burn those body parts. So I I this okay. is the only one thing that I find un yeah, yeah, yeah uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, can you please explain can, can that? I, yeah. Can I just say that of all the questions that you have ever asked me for how many years, this is absolutely the weirdest question, a hundred percent the weirdest question. And there are some weird, can I just say some weird things that Catholics do? So just to clarify, so this barbecue place that Billy's talking about is, is a place where you can burn things. So there's a fire, right? And you can burn, you can burn things. Um, And the body parts made of wax 
are exactly that's what it is. They're body parts or 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 little baby or I there you probably saw even other things like there could be little cars made out of wax or yes. a little um other things. Okay. So those it is weird. Um so those things are called ex votos. So ex votos is actually a thing, yeah. And it it that's Latin for a short for Latin for a phrase in Latin that means from the vow made. So the idea, and this goes back to like the 15th century. So the idea is that people um, would go to a saint or to Mary and ask for a favor, ask make a request. And sometimes they would leave a gift and a vote of, of, uh, to represent the vow that they've made. Yeah. You know, so if they want to have a baby and they can't mm -hmm. conceive, they would leave a little picture of a baby or a little statue of a baby. Um, uh, in Mexico, is very popular where they make these uh, paintings on metal, like metal tins. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's a drawing or a painting, but it's also a description of what it is. So it's a vow. So you leave something to represent the mm -hmm. vow or the request that you've made. Or if the favor is granted, then you go back to the saint or to Mary and leave something representing there. So, Billy, it's the same thing here in, in Canada. If you go to St. Joseph's Oratory, yes, people leave their crutches or their yes. canes or even wheelchairs. It's the same thing. Those are ex votos as well. They, they represent a vow that was made or a request that was fulfilled. Now, the most common one is candles and we call them votive candles because it's the same thing. It's a vote. It represents a vow. So you light a candle, you make a prayer request, you light a candle and presumably that candle, your request is continually being made while the candle burns. There are stories of people that, that they have such a long request that they would make candles that were, you know, as tall as a, as a person, eight feet tall to make sure that the candle would burn very, very, very long. There are also stories of, you know, Kings that they would win, you know, they, they survived the shipwreck or something. And so then they will go back to the saint or to Mary and leave the whole ship or a replica of the ship. Um, there, an ex voto could be a whole cathedral. Like there might be a king or someone with a, that might say, uh, thank you for granting me this favor. I'm going to build this whole church for you. So that's where the tradition comes from. So wait a minute. So that doesn't mean that when your prayer got fulfilled, and you should you 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 can do that just to say thanks. Yes, both uh, both. So oh, both both. Okay, okay. So so to go back to Fatima, and I mm -hmm. agree, it's a little weird. So to go back to Fatima, people will go to Fatima or Lourdes. I don't know if they have the same type of thing in Lourdes, but you go to okay. Fatima as you described, and let's say um, someone has uh, you know the problem with their leg, so mm -hmm. they go to the store. They buy a wax leg mm -hmm. and then they, they ask for the prayer for their leg and then they can go and make the offering and burn that in the place that you call the barbecue. Um, or if the, you were healed, then you could do the same thing. You could buy the leg. Now, I think that the more effective ex votos are the ones that you actually leave so that people who come and visit can see it. So burning it. I don't know. I mean, it's the same thing, but it kind of doesn't make sense. But I'm sure that at Fatima, you also have, there might be paintings or pictures or a place where people can leave flowers. I used to uh, be a member of a parish here in Toronto where there were a lot of Filipinos and a lot of Sri Lankans. 
and they would bring food and leave it at the foot of the statue or I mean flowers, you can bring flowers. It's the same thing. So you make an offering because you made a request or you bring uh, an offering to thank in Thanksgiving for that request. So that's really what it is, the ex votos. I see, I see. You know, that, uh, yes, there is a place. Uh, I, I, I didn't see a lot of people leaving uh, different like food or, or flowers, but there is a museum mm. uh, in mm -hmm. Fatima. They actually store a lot of uh, things that people want to honor or say thanks yes. to Our Lady of Fatima. So yeah, uh, it's the same thing. Uh, it's the same thing. So basically, is to contribute or to say thanks. Let's say you, Pedro, you want to thanks Billy. You can just give me something, right? Something like yes, that. Yes, I can. I can. Yeah. And if Billy and if Billy grants my favor, you know, Billy helped me with something. Then I can give Billy something that represents that yeah. thing that you helped me with. Um, uh -huh. So that, that's really what, so remember, it's about a vow, the votive. And the most common one, like I said, are the votive candles that you go to any shrine around the world and you can just light a candle. Yeah. It's the same thing. Exactly. So, you know, I the reason I said it's barbecue is because of it's huge. Yes. But I totally understand why it has to be huge because a lot of people yes. want to do that. Yes. And uh, just for the convenience of everyone can do that so they make it huge but yes. you know sorry to say that if it's not respectful when i say barbecue no it wasn't it wasn't and 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 to your point billy you were telling me before we started recording it would be good for 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 people the organizers and fatima to to explain this to people because you're right if someone has no idea even if they're catholic they go and like what is going on what are these body exactly. parts it, it is a little weird um but that's that's the tradition and but we don't have to do it it's like any devotion there's no obligation to do it you you can you can do whatever you want when you go to fatima thank you that's my question yeah it's a good question weird but good all right billy billy chan always asking very good questions you can follow him and ask him questions at b joe chan Coming up in our second half hour, a film about St. Francis Cabrini, and we reconnect with singer-songwriter Father Rob Gallia. So stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. Based on a true story, Cabrini tells the tale of an immigrant woman's fight for the equality, health, and happiness of immigrant orphans in the late 1800s. What this brief description doesn't tell us is that this woman is Francesca Cabrini, otherwise known as St. Francis Cabrini, the first U.S. citizen to be canonized. St. Francis Cabrini is the founder of the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which became the first female missionary order to be sent on missions abroad. She and her sisters arrived in New York City in 1889 and, overcoming all kinds of obstacles, went on to found 67 hospitals, orphanages, and schools all over the world. The film is set to be in theaters on March 8th. And so, to tell us more, I am now joined by the film's producer, Leo Severino. Leo, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. It's so good to have you on the program. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Deacon. Thank you for all your good work. God bless I, you. I wanted to speak to you when Bella came out, whenever <laughs> whenever that was. I was going to yeah. say 10, 15 years ago. So, yeah, that's so right. that was, it. you've come a long way since then. I mean, that was a huge success. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about why you and the team wanted to tell this particular story. 
Well, thank you so much for remembering Bella. That was our first little yeah. foray into making films on our own. Um, and and this one, quite frankly, was one that we we didn't necessarily want to make. We'd made Bella, and we had a little boy right afterwards. And then, of course, and Sound, of, Sound Freedom. of Freedom. Yeah, yeah. And uh, after Sound of Freedom, we were actually on course to make another film entirely, which hopefully we our next film. Uh, but then the the executive producer who had funded our film Bella called, and he said, "I want to make another film." We said, "Great, we've got this one we're developing." He's like, "No, I want to make a film about Mother Cabrini." And I said, "Mother who?" She said, "It's the first American saint." And I was like, "Oh, I thought that was." Saint Elizabeth, Saint Elizabeth uh, Seton. Uh, and, yeah, yeah Elizabeth Ann Seton. Yeah, and he said, "No, that's the first naturally born saint, but the first American who is because uh, Mother Cabrini yeah. became an American citizen. The first American saint is actually Mother Cabrini." And I said, oh, "Okay, so you're talking about making a film about a 19th century nun who no one knows." And he said, <laughs> "Basically, ye of little faith." He sent me a book on her life, and when I read it, I was just blown away. The adversity she overcame, the obstacles that were in her life, including her own frailty. Uh, you know, she was given a year to live multiple times throughout yeah. her entire life, and and all all this incredible underdog story, and how many people she actually affected, how many millions of lives and souls that she touched, and no one knows her name. So I thought, wow, there's a story here for sure. Yeah, absolutely, and and it is quite the story. Uh, have you seen it yet? DJ? Yes, I have, and I love yeah. it. Yeah, right. no, but the the idea is is to reach, is to get her known. And it's to reach a broad an audience as possible. So you kind of the the listeners to 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 this show are very likely people that are either already know about Mother Cabrini, or once you know they're kind of exposed, it's it's kind of a natural fit. Mm -hmm. But in reality, we want to make her known the worldwide because her story is worth telling and it's and it's so inspiring uh, that it's an incredible role model for 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 anyone of any faith, really. Yeah, absolutely. I was watching it and I was thinking, oh, I need to tell like all my, I mean, there's so many Italian Canadians, right? It's like, I need mm. to tell all because they, I think that for them particularly, but then I thought, and and you see this in the film too, that it's like a broader perspective of of how United States and in our case of Canada, it's built by immigrants really. And it's people like Fran, Francesca Cabrini who really build these countries. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, this it's, it's, it's sadly an unknown tale that this woman, despite all, all of her frailties, you know, by, by way of a little background for your readers who might not know, mm. when she was seven years old, uh, mm. she got smallpox and almost died. Then she got tuberculosis and it compromised her immune system, compromised her lungs, barely survived that. And then she almost drowned in the river. Yeah. And according to her own writings, she actually died in the river. I mean, she just mm -hmm. couldn't take any more breaths and it was pulled out kind of miraculously. And every year of her, you know, she was given just a year to live kind of mm -hmm. constantly. And then she had to face when she, when she started her order, anti-Italian, anti-immigrant, anti-Catholic, yep. anti-woman, all these kind of institutional yeah. obstacles to just get food to people and just yeah. to get, you know, the basic necessities of life uh, and, and the dignity of, of even dying in a place where someone's praying for them or trying to take care of them. Um, and, and, you know, there was, she was canonized in 1946. There was a young nun who was at her canonization who was so inspired that a few months later, she left her order of teaching nuns, the Loreto nuns, to start her own order of missionaries. And yeah. of course, that, that nun is uh, Mother Teresa. Yeah. She wow. was inspired, inspired by Mother Cabrini. So this, this woman is a, a, a powerful force. Yeah. So in your mind, because uh, okay, the film, obviously, as you said, it's a film about a woman's faith, but the fact that she's a woman, I think is super important in the story. Um, what would you say the film is really, really, really about? In, well, in I think it's a, it's a universal underdog tale. Right? There's two lines yeah. in the film that I, that I think are very, uh, are very telling. One of them, 
she says, uh, because of all the adversity she was facing, she says, I can serve my weakness or I can yeah. serve my purpose, not both. Yes. Right. And I think that that so encapsulates yeah, what the film is really about. Uh, and there's another one which she says, which might sound at first blush like, wow, this is someone who really thinks a lot of themselves. But she said, the world is too small for what I intend to do. Mm -hmm. And that's when someone was trying to limit her, the scope of her vision. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, uh, more than a century later, that there's a film that's going to be globally released. Um, maybe she wasn't just talking about the world at her time. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe the idea is that she had this sense, obviously, from God and her faith that uh, she could affect people maybe a century after she uh, she died. And I think that's that's the sort of vision that we should all have, shouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. There's another line, the one about, you know, you would have been a you would have made a great man. Yeah, that's says, right. Yeah, yeah, men yeah. could never do what we women do. That's which right. I think yeah. is also there's a very strong message there for women. Um how would you say or what would you say to that person that maybe is not Catholic, just yeah. thinking like, why do I want to watch, you know, a story about a nun? I'm not an immigrant. Um but there oh, is, the story yeah. is, but the story is relevant for people today, right? That's right. Yeah, no, this, this this film wasn't made for nuns or for immigrants or just for women or anything like that. We wanted to make a great story that would be universal and appealing to all people. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, someone in something in the realm of like a Gandhi or you know a classic film has gone with the one where where you know you don't have to be a a Hindu you know monk to appreciate this film. And uh, and hopefully, I don't know if you noticed uh, or what you thought, Deacon, about the cinematography or the oh, acting it's or so well done. Right. So you know, that's our hope is to make a film that's even it's critically. So well done. Yeah. And again, not to not to put Bella on the spot, but that in a way, I mean, it's a, you look back at when you started and not just you, but this whole sort of quote unquote Christian film industry that has come such a huge way. And the 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 standards are so much higher and they have to be, because you have so. to comp you know, you have to compete with Hollywood. Now listen, um, Bella has a soft spot in my heart because it was our first one, and and as as yeah. you might well know, Salt and Light was instrumental. Yeah, in, absolutely. In I mean, the Toronto there, Film and, Festival, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, was it Father Rosica at the time? Yes, I think? it was Father Rosica. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and you know that film went on to actually save lives, so you know you can't yes. fault it for that. But I should hope that we have grown as filmmakers and uh, that I've grown as a producer mm -hmm. and that our director Alejandro and screenwriters have grown right. uh, in, in, in their in their uh, capacity to, to develop excellence. So right, yeah. that's the idea is to consistently top ourselves. Yeah. And you did that. You did it with Sound of Freedom. I mean, so much so many more people will watch this film than maybe watch Bella because yeah, hope, times yeah. are different. That's um, the hope. That's the hope. And I would I would I would guess that another hope that you have just like you just said about Bella that this that this movie might also maybe save lives. I, I, listen, uh, we we leave the results to God, right? We just do <laughs> our, our best to be faithful. But yes, I mean, so far, uh, you know, with Sound of Freedom, we raised so much awareness. Even yeah, laws were incredible. passed to be stricter against child trafficking and that sort of thing, sex trafficking generally. Yeah. And then with this film, the idea is to help to help those who need help. Right, Mother Cabrini would be the type of person right now, and I'm in Los Angeles, and it's a rare day of of it raining something fierce. Yeah. But um, you know, if Mother Cabrini, I, I just imagined her, if she was driving and she saw you know a homeless couple or something out in the rain, she wouldn't you know maybe stop and and give them some money or offer some food. She would make sure they had a place to stay that yeah. was dry. She would find a way. That's just the way she worked. That's yeah. the way she was yeah. wired and. Boy, if, if if so many of us took that approach, uh, how how much better could this world be? Yeah, absolutely, and not take no for an answer, not not you know like we some of us want to do something, we struggle hard, but then there are so many obstacles, and we just kind of figure 
maybe God's putting those obstacles. And she was like, no, yeah, I'm going yeah. no matter what, we're going to get this done. Um, Inspirational, right? Yeah, she would think absolutely. She, she gauged the initial, if the initial seed she thought was good, true, beautiful, then she's like, this comes from God and I'm going to make it, I'm going to, I'm going to act as if this is already done. Yes. And now it's just a matter of the details, right? Yeah. An incredible mentality, this woman. Yeah, no, and that in itself, yeah, it's a huge lesson for all of us. Uh, Leo, uh, thank you so much. I, when I heard about this film, I was super excited. I thought, wow, I, I really want to watch it. And like uh, you said, it's so well done. The the cinematography, the performances, it's 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 just a wonderful film. I I, I really encourage all our our all our listeners to to go and get a ticket and go go watch it. And I look forward to maybe having you on the promo program again so we can talk about that next project that's coming up. Happy to. And and thank you to all your listeners. Yes, you can support us by going to angel.com slash Cabrini. Good stuff. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, God bless and uh, hope to stay in touch. Thank you, Deacon. Appreciate it. God bless you and all your good work. Thank you. Leo Severino has produced several films, including Bella and, most recently, Sound of Freedom. His latest project, Cabrini, based on the life of St. Francis Cabrini, goes to theaters on March 8th. You can find out more and see where you can go watch it at angel.com. Here now is Father Rob Gallia with his new single, Love You. Capture every part of my heart Come in and light up my soul I want to fall in love again In my brokenness I can hear your voice I will run to you again I want to love, love you
That was Father Rob Gallia with his new single, Love You. Father Rob Gallia probably needs no introduction. He's been on our TV network many, many times and on this program several times, but it's been almost 10 years now since then, so it's about time. Father Rob is a priest in the Diocese of Sandhurst, Australia, and the founder of Icon Ministry. He spends a lot of his time performing, recording, speaking to groups, and traveling. If you haven't yet heard of Father Rob Gallia, I'm glad you tuned in today. He is one of the most popular Catholic singer-songwriters in the world. We caught up with him last week during a recent trip to the United States. Thank you. Good to be on the show again after a long, long Long time time. away. And you are... I missed you, Pedro. I missed you. Come on. You are in New York City? I don't ever know where you are. Yes. So at the moment, I'm in Brooklyn and I've just come from Poland, speaking in Poland. I'm originally from Australia, so I... Yes. That's where I started off. And then uh, after this, I think I'm going to Vancouver and from Vancouver Vancouver to Miami. Now, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, this is going to air after you. I think you've already returned to Australia. So this is your, is it fair to say that because you're busy, you're a priest, you have a parish, you have icon ministries that we're going to talk a little bit about, but do you take like one trip a year to do Europe, North America? Is that sort of how it's organized? Yeah. So look, I, I, I work full time for Icon Ministry mm-hmm. and it's, um, it's my full time position okay. where we have a, a big team. And then on the weekends, I work in a parish. So, and then about maybe two times a year, I take okay. um, two trips, one to, through Southeast Asia and India and the other one through um, North America. Right. And okay. then I travel through through Australia throughout the year. Right, exactly. Um, tell us about Icon Ministries, because that's a new, I guess that's the biggest, most recent news, the rebrand. Yes. Yes. So Icon Ministry, not Ministries. Oh, sorry. Um, Icon Ministry, because <laughs> that's an, a separate ministry. Yeah, and something people, like... I'm, I'm terrified right now that people will go to the wrong one. Right. But Icon Ministry is um the it was previously called frg ministry so frg ministry father rob galliard was under my name right and it started with me touring and it was just simply about me going around the world but eventually after especially after covid the the ministry started to grow grow and now i have 14 staff and we reach Mm. literally millions of people across the world so it became less about father rob and more about our, our, our outreach so we stopped we prayed and um, I, we thought of naming the, the ministry Icon Ministry, which is taken from Second Colossians, um, which talks about um, the, that the, it says this. It says the, the God of this world, the small g, the God of this world, the devil, has blinded the people so that they cannot see the icon of God who is Christ. Mm. So our ministry our role is to reveal the icon to reveal jesus to a world that is blinded um, and cannot see that's beautiful that's beautiful um so it's not father only father rob there are other offerings workshops courses retreats what 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 what's the ministry about yeah so it's so we do online courses encounter courses we have our podcast which is the catholic influencers yes. podcast which yeah. last year was the top podcast in Australia as well, so that was pretty incredible for us. Yeah. Um, we we run formation days for staff members. We have online liturgies and mass, and 
And um, also now we're starting video gaming. So we're creating a, a video game on Roblox to, to evangelize. We're basically really? planting a church, building a church on Roblox oh, um, wow. to evangelize there as well. Okay, that's super interesting. So does that mean that your specific ministry, so Father Rob Galia, your ministry has changed focus? Are you doing more or less or the same? Well, I still tour. I'm part of Icon Ministry. Now I'm only one of the things under Icon. Mm -hmm. So uh, before it was everything that I centered around me. And then mm -hmm. I started, I just, it wasn't about me. So it was, wasn't named correctly eventually. So right. now I, FRG Ministry still exists, but it exists as my touring mm -hmm. and, and my music and my writing at myself as an author, myself as a musician, right. myself as a speaker. Right. And so in all that, you still find time to write music and record? Where do you fit all that in? Yes, I make the time, Pedro. You see, sometimes uh, making music is, is a gift that I, I need to use, I need to utilize. And and the thing is, the, uh, the bigger the ministry becomes, the more I can focus on what I'm doing because I have team members around me that can build everything mm -hmm. else. So there's a point where I didn't have the time. In fact, over the last few years, didn't have time to write music. Really? But now I'm coming back. I'm coming back mm -hmm. to the to writing. I'm writing a book as well. Um, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm doing a, a few things, writing new talks and new presentations. That's great. So the, the songs that we've been hearing, we heard See the Light at the beginning of the program. And just before you came on, we, we heard... Uh, Love You. And then at the end of the show, we're going to play Welcome Here. Those are new songs. It's great to hear new music. Um, you're also collaborating. Are they co-written or you just like to, they're co-performed with other people? Well, I think um, one of the things I, I find is when I co-write, when I write with different people, I write out of my comfort zone. And I mm -hmm. believe that um, I, because of busyness, we become comfortable. So we write out of convenience. So now I'm going out of my way to collaborate with great artists Interesting. to to write things that I wouldn't necessarily write alone. And so this has been my journey. There's been, there has been a lot of collaborations over the last um, couple of years. I write a lot of songs alone. Um, most of the songs that you hear, though I wrote the songs, but and then I get different producers and different artists to interpret them. Okay. So like Welcome Here, I, um, which you'll hear in a moment, I wrote um, Love You, of course. I, I wrote with, um, and I sang that alone, but I wrote with a different artist, with an incredible artist. Um, his, name, his name is Luke, and he uh -huh. um, he's written for, for some of the, the best artists in Australia. And I just sat with him and we wrote this song together. It's a very well. interesting um, approach. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that they need to be uh, moved out of their comfort zone so that they can write, presumably, so that you you can write better? Yes, and differently. Because what happens is if, if you don't co-write, just think of any of the top 10 songs anywhere, even CCM, Christian Music, yeah, and look at the, the credits. Yeah. They, yes, but look at the credits. The top 10 always are co-written because mm. they don't make the top 10. Very rarely do they make the top 10 from an artist that writes alone because good songwriting happens also with co-writes. Yeah, and and even in the, it's not only Christian music, any music. It's so yeah, the top ten are all co-write. That's fascinating. Um, has your other than that, has your approach to writing changed in any way when you're writing by yourself? Do you still how how what's that process like for you? 
Well, for me, uh, when I write alone, I write a lot about my own experience, and I'm I'm melancholic, so I'm uh-huh. sort of I tend to find find resolution in my song. You know, I I approach a sadness, I approach a struggle, and then I find a resolution at the end. Right. But uh, writing with other people, one of the things I've been trying to do is to end a song without a resolution. Hmm. Because very often in songs, we try to have like this happy end story, this fairy tale. But at the end of the day, God, you're in control. No, sometimes you don't know that God is in control, even though that you know that you know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're in a place where I don't know that God is in control. I don't know how this is going to end. And that very often is not interpreted in songs. And so this is where I'm writing at the moment, sticking in the lack of resolution. That's fascinating. That's a very Lenten thing as we go into Lent. Yeah. And sometimes we end up in a place where we, when we end up with a resolution, we end it out of faith. And I appreciate that, you know, Mm. like God is going to have the final say. That's awesome. But sometimes we like even in, in Lent, what about sitting in the empty tomb? Yeah. And not knowing that Jesus is going to rise from the dead. That's where people sat. That's where Martha, that's where Mary went. They went to the tomb not knowing that there was a re- resolution. Yeah. And but, that's where that's where a lot of people today are. That's where they live. People that you and I do ministry with. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're they're sitting on that 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 Saturday, that holy Saturday. Yes. Um, Father Rob, I know you're busy, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you for sharing with us today, and you're sp- specifically sharing the 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 three new songs with us, um, and for you've given me a little bit of something to think about for Lent. Um, not always looking for a resolution, so thank you for that, and blessings right. on your blessings on the rest of the tour. Thank you, thanks, Peter. God bless you too. You can learn more about Father Rob at his website, fatherrobgalia.com. And Icon Ministry is iconministry.com, but we're going to put those links on our website so that you can find them easily. That's slmedia.org slash podcast. And to listen to this interview again or to hear the rest of the program, go to that same website again, slmedia.org slash podcast. Here now to take us out is Father Rob Gallia with Welcome Here, the official song for Pope Francis's visit to Malta in 2022. Than the sea, stronger than a water bravery, richer than a history, bigger than our dreams could ever be. There's a love the whole world knows, it's a love that's kind to all. Welcome here, let your love rain down into our hearts again. You are welcome here, but we lay it down. Let this land be yours again.
We're listening to Father Rob Gallia with Welcome Here and singing with Father Rob is Maltese singer and X Factor Malta 2019 winner, Michaela Pace. And that will take us to the end of our program. Remember that the best place to listen to our show is at our website, esomedia.org slash podcast. But you can also listen to the Salt and Light Hour podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also ask your voice-activated device for the Salt and Light Hour Catholic podcast. It works. And you can find me, Deacon Pedro, on your social media. And you can also email me, pedro at esomedia.org. Thank you for being with us today. Let's continue to pray for each other and take care of each other. Let's also pray for all those prayer intentions that are offered in Fatima, for people who work in the military, and for all immigrants, and for all of you who are going to watch the film Cabrini. Let's also continue to pray for peace in Ukraine, and in Israel, and Palestine, and in so many other places where there is conflict. And may you have a blessed Lenten season. I'm Deacon Pedro, and this has been the Salt and Light Hour.